Hello, hello everyone. Welcome back to another episode of the Sean Power Podcast. I have Aina McNamara Fitness on the podcast back again. Uh, I think this is Aina's second or third time on the podcast. Uh, kind of lost count, but uh, every time he comes back, gives a, a new perspective and he's after growing a little and open his knowledge. So Aina, what is the story? How are you, Sean? Thanks for having me. Yeah, I think I think it's my second time being on this one, but you've been on my one once or twice, so who knows? Just it's a podcast clusterfuck anyway, but yeah, um, some lives as well, and we'll, yeah, we'll give people some value anyway. That's the main thing. Yeah. So in today's podcast, we're going to chat about a topic that's it's very topical now, and it will be definitely in the next few weeks as well of uh, summer. So summer's coming up. The weather's getting a bit better. Everyone wants to get in shape, get that six pack and um, might have holidays coming up or might just want to shed a few of those uh, extra kilos we got over COVID or over Christmas and that's been hanging on. So Aina's going to give us some tips on that, hopefully. Um, Yeah. (laughs) We're going to talk about how to get in shape, but also staying in shape throughout the summer and not being totally restrictive or not being like losing it if you go on a night out with the lads or the girls or whatever um so Aina, how do we get in shape for summer a big question perfect um yeah so <clears throat> it is a big question it's a, it's a good question and it's kind of like it is topical at this time but same as january like people are looking to get in shape and i think the main thing is just to the main thing is first to just be aware of like the kind of quick fixes or the things that sound too good to be true um because Obviously, like people are thinking about summer holidays, some of them are in six weeks, some of them eight weeks, you know, they're coming up. Some people are going away for Easter now and stuff like that. But um, you kind of think and you're like, right, I want to be in shape for four or six weeks. And then you see like this course get you in the best shape for six weeks or this diet, four week diet. And it sounds great. But the thing is, like anything, if it sounds too good to be true, then it probably is. So the thing is, with a lot of them things, and I see it time and time again, people get in shape. They do lose weight, so they do work. But when you get to the end of it, you say, right, fuck this. And you have a blowout. Um, you have your holiday and you go fucking nuts and you come home. And the last thing you want to do is go to the gym or exercise or eat any vegetables. Um, and that turns into like, in, in most cases, if you do it very restricted and like a rapid kind of fat loss phase that isn't sustainable, you end up in a worse position and like you actually end up gaining more weight than you had initially. So that's the first thing is just to be kind of aware of that because that does happen to a lot of people and if if you can even think about this for a second like how many times or how many diets have you tried how many plans have you tried and look the answer is probably 20 30 like it's it's a lot and it shouldn't be so my question then is why would the next plan or diet work if the 28 before this one didn't work so the way that we want to actually work it is to and it's the same thing i do with my clients and i'm sure you do as well sean is just meet you, you want to meet the client where they are. So that's if they have a coach. So if you don't, you want to meet yourself where you are rather than going from zero to hundred, you might be at five. So from five, you want to go to six. So let's say, for example, you're not going to the gym, you're not doing any walks, you're eating as piss poor. Instead of trying to overhaul absolutely everything, what I would do there is just take it one step at a time. So what's one small thing you can do today, like, you know, to actually change that. So that might be go for a 10 minute walk today or, you know, three times a week, go for a 10 minute walk. Start on, start with that on week one. Then week two is build that up a little bit. 
maybe week three introduce more fruit and vegetables you know maybe aim for a protein target be mindful of the food you're you're eating and how many calories you're consuming so it's all of these little tips um and little things like that over time you need to kind of do and stick at to form habits rather than trying to go okay i'm going to remove everything altogether from day one eat 150 grams of protein and train six times a week and because that's not manageable it's not possible for you especially if you're quite inactive and I'm just assuming that whoever's listened to this or, you know, if you, you want to get in, in shape for somewhere that you're not already exercising. So if you are already exercising, then the same thing applies. But instead of, let's say, bumping your exercise from three times a week to six, just go from three to four. Or like, you know, maybe if your steps are around 5,000, bring them up to 8,000. Um, and again, with your food, you're probably eating healthy. If you are exercising a bit more mindful of that. So from there, I would just be more mindful of the food you're consuming. So maybe track calories for a little bit just to see where you're at. Then, as I said as well before, um, you want to meet yourself where you're at. So let's say you're tracking your foods at 2,100. Instead of going, right, I'm going to go to 1,200 tomorrow. Like, that's just madness. Instead, just drop by two or 300 calories for, you know, a few weeks. You don't need to be dropping calories every single week. Um, and just see how your body responds to that. And that's, I do really feel like a coach comes in handy here for guiding you around all of this and to tell you what's the best thing to do because everyone's very, very individual in that regard. Like, you know, um, and you might have other things going on. Like you might need sleep to be sorted out. Maybe you're stressed to the gills. Maybe you are training five, six times a week and it's just not effective. Maybe you are eating healthy, but you know, maybe you're mistracking calories or there's a number of things that could be going on. <clears throat> but the main thing is that you want to take small, simple steps towards towards like something that you will find manageable in the long term so you know training six times a week is fine for most people for a short period of time but it's probably not unless you're you or me sean it's not that manageable long term to train six times a week if you have kids and a busy job and a husband that's nagging at you or, you know whatever it is um so it's just to be mindful of that like ask yourself what's actually manageable for me right now and what can I keep up? So, you know, it's coming up to summer. What, how many days can you, you actually train? Um, and it might be fine to do like, let's say three or four or five days, we'd say six days per week. And then coming up towards summer, you'd probably, you know, be minding the kids and time and routine will change a bit. So you might have to pull it back a little bit as well. So it's being able then to like manage that after the holiday as well, like, you know, and be able to adjust it when you need to. Um, so yeah, there's loads of things I could touch on there. So if you want to, be more specific or get into any of those yeah um well i was gonna say about um about diets and um like like you mentioned uh not going on like restrictive diets or anything like that and what would you say about people who follow like say a intermittent fasting or a 5-2 style diet where they kind of they restrict on so 5-2 is like they restrict on two days and they diet or they yeah. they do their normal diet for five days yeah. restrict like super low on the other two days yeah um or intermittent fasting where you basically eat within a, a window of time like 16 8 um whatever window it is what are your your thoughts on on those types of diets um yeah so my thoughts i'm not I'm not anti-diet, but I don't really like the word diet and I don't like the word restriction at all, especially when it comes to food. I just think, and that's the word, that's the terms that people will use. They're like, I'm going to restrict here. I'm going to re remove this. And I think you need less restriction than that. 
um and not to be trying to like pull out foods you actually do enjoy because there's definitely room for foods you enjoy um you know i've had clients lose five kilos up to 15 20 kilos all while still enjoying the foods that they like um <clears throat> so the important thing is just to not restrict because it's it's just not really healthy and sustainable in the long run um but you can do like intermittent fasting or else the five two method or any of these kind of things they're just what they are is just kind of calorie control in a way where they're just going to reduce the overall average um so if you're going lower on two days your weekly average is now down a lot and that that is a method i use with a few people as well but depending on the person you know i've a couple of clients that absolutely love eating out with their kids friday saturday sunday and that's fine super high calories nothing in in nothing i can do is going to change that so we have to kind of figure a way out around that and that for that person might be going low monday tuesday wednesday even thursday while they're in routine in work they're busy they're not going to be eating out and then at the weekend there's a there's a kind of more room and that what that does it's not the healthiest approach but what that does is it brings down the overall average of the week and of the month and i think that's what you want to be looking at rather than what am i doing every single day it's like what am i doing on average over the course of like a longer period of time um and that's where you can fit in all of these foods as well that you do enjoy so that would be kind of my thoughts on those two and as well i think with those like they'll work for a period of time but are you going to be able to do them for a year for two years for 10 years or whatever and yeah. the like intermittent fasting i know people have been doing it for years um but uh, just it just popped into my head um uh study that was on the other day that i was reading the other day um i was listening to it i don't read studies <laughs> and i um, listened to your study yeah well it was a, a podcast and they were talking about okay. it was eric helms so it was i legit. thought you were like highlighting over the the research paper yeah and just like, audio and google just talks just to you like about. siri or google talk back to me there <laughs> uh so eric helms was talking about um on his podcast about the intermittent fasting and that basically it works short term so for like two three months but the people who did it for like a year or longer there was no real difference than the people who just dieted um and even with like with strength with muscle mass with all that you're better off just going on a normal diet that you can stick to with foods you enjoy and foods you like rather than the intermittent fasting but it does work for a short period of time so that two to three months max um yeah. so it could be something that you could look at yeah. going into summer if you wanted if it could fit into your schedule if you want to basically skip breakfast um because in a way it's just it's just skipping a meal so you eat less calories yeah. like i usually have a big breakfast and then i don't really have much for lunch and then i have like a snack in the afternoon and then dinner and then a snack yeah, like it's kind of the same thing. Like I'm eating less calories because I'm just not e either not e eating lunch, just because I'm usually busy in that period, or I'm just having like a piece of fruit or something small. Yeah, and, and the thing with that as well, you're probably not even calling that intermittent fasting or fasting. You're just yeah, like, no, having breakfast. So yeah, like I just, I, I just have a big breakfast, like yeah. fucking like three or four eggs, rashers, toast, and I'm done. Like you know. Yeah. But but you're probably not even calling that like fasting if you're not having breakfast and not having the lunch. Like it's just, yeah. you're just not eating until later. Yeah. But the thing is, the thing is with that, I think I'm kind of in two minds with it. And it depends on the person as well. Um, For some people that works very well because like 
there's, there's a lot of people say if you're the type of person that's not particularly hungry in the morning um then that would work well and you're probably not eating anyway but maybe just push out the lunch a bit later um and if that means then there's more room later on for food when you are more hungry and maybe you're doing most of your exercise in the evening and stuff like that it probably makes more sense but then there's the other side of it as well um that what can happen is if you if you do that and let's say you don't eat till we'll just say 12 or one or two and by by the time one or two comes you have your first meal and after you eat it you're, you're ravenous because you haven't eaten anything and you end up actually consuming two meals there or more because you're hungrier than you would have been if you had like regular meals throughout the day um so that's all very individual depending um and yeah i think it, it would work as well if you eat like most of your food in the evening which is when a lot of people do they have a lot of cravings when they're sitting down watching tv and that's when they want to consume a lot of food so you could either fast in the morning and do that intermittent fasting or else just go a little bit lighter earlier in the day is what i'd suggest for most people like still have your breakfast and your lunch but just go a bit lighter but i don't feel like there's any magic to it um, i don't think research has shown there's much magic and then as you said in terms of sustainability <clears throat> there's always going to be outliers and all research papers are working off averages like i know people that have done keto for for life you know well they've done it for five ten years and they're probably going to continue to do that and hats off to them that's not something i'll ever put myself through or probably put anybody through to be honest um but that doesn't mean it doesn't work for people or isn't sustainable for some people there's always going to be people that it works for so i think it really is about finding what works for you as well so again i'm not like anti-diet i'm not anti-keto i think it plays a i guess a bit of a role important role in some people's lives and i have seen people that have been able to stick to it for long periods of time and enjoy doing that so I think intermittent fasting is the exact same it's like it's a it's a method it's a way of calorie control and reducing calories and that's kind of the bottom line is before jumping the gun and trying to go on this diet or that diet maybe just look at where your calories are because it comes down to overall energy balance for for everyone you know um like are you consuming more food than your body needs because if so that energy has to be stored as fat cells in your body for later use and I mean that's it so yeah. we don't we don't need to overcomplicate it too much it isn't that easy but it's that simple when it comes to to food and weight loss and if you're confused about why you're not gaining or not losing it's probably not time to try another diet it's probably time to really just track your food for a while and you know just see where you're at and see where you need to be to be in like a calorie deficit i.e taking in a bit less than your body needs and that's going to be different for everyone like I have some people losing weight on 1200 calories, some people losing weight on 2800 calories, like, and again, this is where I keep saying about a coach is like, at least get someone for three months, like once in your life to help you with this. And I've had clients as well that have worked with me just for three months. And they're like, I've gotten all the tools I need to continue on my own. And that's, that's brilliant. Like, that's what we're here for, you know, to give you the knowledge you need to, to actually take it away on your own rather than spending the next 10, 20 years buying fucking magazines or you know subscribing to detox pills or whatever it is you're spending too much money time and energy on the wrong things i think most people are um so that 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 would be <clears throat> my advice on it yeah that's 100 percent. yeah it's great advice um get a coach sign up myself arena no <laughs> but like doesn't have to be yours just get a good coach yeah get a good coach if you don't know how to do something you go, you either get someone else to do it or you go and learn it yourself. In this case, you can't get someone else to diet for you, unfortunately. You can't get someone else to exercise for you. Maybe you can get those electro things 
that like give you the abs <laughs> that Ronaldo was like uh, advertising before because he definitely uses them. Um, <laughs> but like you need to do this stuff yourself. Like you need to learn how to do it. It's like, yeah. look, we're speaking English. We learned how to speak English, do you yeah. know? Um, exactly what I was going to say <clears throat> with that one was like, you know, I, I wanted to learn Spanish. So I had two options there, try and wing it on my own, which I did and didn't do successfully or pay someone that's like a really good Spanish teacher to do one-to-one lessons with me, which I did for a while. Now my Spanish still isn't great, but I know if I want to go back and improve it, that's what I'm going to do because it's clearly not working on my own. Yeah. So yeah. it's just to see the value in that as well. Same, same with like counseling and that, you know, you can try to figure shit out on your own, but there's people there, professionals that exist for a reason um, that can kind of help fast track fast track your results and just ensure that you're not spending time on the wrong things. And I think that's just so beneficial, you know, so it really is an investment anyway. Um, and yeah, like I said, it doesn't have to be me or Sean, I'm not trying to plug it. I'm just saying we exist for a reason. We, most of us love our jobs. So um, I think that it, there's, there's no one I've met that I don't feel would benefit from, as I said, even 12 weeks or three months of coaching or personal training and, I don't know about you, Sean, but if you've ever worked with clients who have had a PT before and you see their form in the gym, whether that's online or in person, you see their form, you know straight away that they've they've done some form of coaching with somebody yeah, before. 100%. Because their form is spot on. You learn it and it's that's it. It's like riding a bike. Like yeah, it's, it's like riding a bike. Like, it's a like skill a few, that you've now learned. Like, like you might have a bit, of, a bit of ring rust if you haven't done a few exercises in a while or whatever, but like you see it like... If, there's someone in a class or even someone in a gym or something and you're like oh this person's never been in this gym before but then they start squatting or something you're like yeah they're they're a seasoned gym goer or they've had a coach before or whatever um so with what we talked about i suppose it it'll be a good idea to talk about easter because easter's coming up Um, absolutely easter's on what sunday um i might actually just pop out this podcast tonight today because it's yeah, good, good Friday it. today, and uh, there's no one at home, so it's a good, it's a very good Friday. <laughs> every, every day is a, every Friday is a good Friday. Yeah, damn um, right. Um, with Easter coming up, I'm going to be eating some Easter eggs. I'm going. I don't care. I'm going to be dipping them into like hot chocolate or tea, and I'm going to have one or two Easter eggs if someone buys them for me. Uh, if not, I'll just eat theirs. But um, what what do I do? I'm going to consume more calories on Sunday and monday than i normally would on of a sunday or a monday yeah so same advice here as i'd give i've been given to all of my clients this week because i do check-ins at the start of the week and they're all saying you know anything coming up this week yeah easter dinner probably going to be consuming a lot more food friday saturday sunday will be at home probably won't be exercising so everyone has a bit of concern there um around it and yeah if you're going to be consuming more then that's absolutely fine you have to put things into perspective like even if you decide to write today's Friday, if Good Friday, I don't know, maybe you're celebrating Good Friday. I'm not sure. What do you do on Good Friday? Not eat fish? Is that what the, the crack no, is? You, no, you eat fish. You don't you eat, eat fish. You eat fish, yeah. So it shows you how much I know. Um, so you eat fish on Good Friday, right? So, like, yeah, that's not going to change a whole lot. Saturday, you probably will eat a bit more. And Sunday, again, you'll eat a bit more. And Monday, there'll probably be leftover Easter eggs. So there's two or three days there, maybe a bit more of, like, over consuming food 
um, which is absolutely fine because that is three days out of 365 in the year. And as I was saying earlier as well, you have to kind of look at the averages. Even if you went super high, let's say you had 5,000 calories on Saturday and Sunday, which is pretty hard to do. A bit easier when you're eating two Easter eggs because they're quite high in fat and they're high in calories. But they're lovely. And if you enjoy that, then go for it. Um, I know if I had two of them, I'd probably feel sick to my stomach. So I would, the only piece of advice I'd have around there is eat your Easter eggs, but slow it down, chew it, enjoy them. Don't just stuff your face and try to race to the bottom of the, the Easter egg, you know, um, enjoy it. And if you want another one, then go for that. If you want to throw it in your porridge or if you want to put it in hot chocolate or tea or whatever, that's absolutely fine. Um, and like I said, just know that, yeah, calories are going to go up, but we're working on averages here. If that was up at, did I say four or 5,000 there? 5,000? Yeah, sure. We'd say 5,000, 5, let's say 5,000 calories Saturday and Sunday. If you look at that over the average of the week and you've been consuming, we'll say like 2,000 five days, I can't do the, the maths in my head there, can I? That's 10,000, that's 20,000 divided by seven is uh, two, two point something, 2,700 we'll say or something. So like yeah. the average of the week, we'd say two, seven, I'm definitely wrong, but two, seven calories on average for the week. I actually have a calculator here. Yeah, so if you want to check. So 10,000 plus, uh, no, sorry, what is it? 2,000. Oh, sorry, 2,000? 20,000 divided by seven, yeah, sorry. Just double check. Equals 2,857. Okay, I was right. So 2,800, right? That's how many calories you've averaged over the week. Now, if we... If we add in three weeks there of actual normal con consumption of calories and let's say your average was 2000 so that's 2000 by seven 2100 so 2100 by three sorry 20, 21000 by three i mean that is 63000 2000 say that again it's 63000 yeah plus <laughs> i'm confusing everybody and myself i know yeah right 63000 okay that and the average of or the amount for the the week is two thousand Easter two thousand eight hundred and fifty. Yeah. So okay. Yeah. So we'll just sorry. We'll do the average of the week. So I'm confusing everybody. So so you're trying to get the average of a month. Yeah. Well, yeah, the average of a month. But I, I'm just just saying, like the basically the average is going up slightly. This is kind of the whole point that the average is going up slightly that week. But if you get the average of a month, it's not really gone up a whole lot. And then if you go over the average of six months or a year, it's really, really minute. And it's only like, you know, a few hundred calories over. It's not actually as much as you think it is. So just because you consumed, let's say, 4000 calories on one day, that doesn't mean you've now ruined everything and, you know, everything's gone to shit. It just means you went a bit higher. And over the course of a longer period of time, we'll say the average of a month, it's not actually that big a deal. So just, I would just say kind of enjoy it and put that into perspective and then get back to like normal routine the following day. And rather than going, fuck, I've messed this up and I feel really bad. And because what can happen there is you feel guilty and then that, that leads to even more consumption. And the main thing isn't, it isn't whether or not you eat these quote-unquote good or bad foods. So if you eat the Easter egg, that's fine. If you don't eat the Easter egg, that's fine. It's your reaction to how you eat. Yeah. It's your reaction to, to how you eat it or if you eat it or if you don't. 
that's what's going to determine kind of long-term success so if you're able to have an easter egg and enjoy it and then move on you're more likely to to be able to sustain a, a healthy weight loss relationship um you know with with food and yourself whereas if you yeah. have an easter egg and you feel really shit and bad about yourself like it's not fun it's not enjoyable and you're likely to actually just binge even more and you know go the opposite direction so that's what i would say just enjoy it and, and just put things into perspective and, and allow yourself like give yourself permission to actually eat the foods you want like give yourself permission to eat an easter egg if you want to eat an easter egg yeah because all all of it is in our minds like like you think does does someone care if you eat the easter egg or not the mm. only person that really cares is you unless somebody bought you a really nice easter egg and they're like oh i hope Ian eats the easter egg i bought a <laughs> spent like 20 euro on a frere rocher <laughs> easter egg yeah but but even even then what i'd say is that's probably someone kind of trying to they're trying to almost force something on you and also they're trying to get a response from an action that you're doing it's like does that really matter you know if it's like if someone buys you something for christmas you don't really like you're going to pretend maybe you like it just to keep them happy but you're not going to wear it all year you know you're going to wear it once around and then you're going to get rid of it so like you can have let's say that's like if you go somewhere let's say you're having easter dinner and or you don't really want it, or you have a dinner that someone makes you, or they offer you chocolate or whatever, you're allowed to say no to things as well. And I think that's important because yeah. you're going to be, you know, whether you're it's with just the, the Irish or, mentality, like, like if you're, if you're like, oh, I'll go out, but I'm not drinking. It's like, he's either pregnant or he's on medication. Yeah. <laughs> like, something wrong with him, do you know? You're like, you're, no, you're no, I, just, to... I want to get up early tomorrow and go for a walk and do some work or whatever. It's like, I have a grand, you have two pints there now. The, the units will be out and the people start getting the calculator out going, yeah, how many units is in that? That'll pass through your system in six hours. You'll be good. And you're yeah. like, no, I just, I don't want to feel groggy. I don't want to drink or whatever. Yeah. But like, it's like, oh, he's pregnant. He's on medication. <laughs> yeah, that's the, that's one of the tricky things to navigate as well as being able to say no. And I, I say that so often and I make videos on it and stuff because it's so important. Like I've, I've decided like just as a challenge for myself not to drink or like you know be com I'm completely sober today for a year and I'm 100 and something days into it now really? so yeah so like I'm over I think 120 maybe more days I haven't checked um since December 4th. I knew you were a bit boring like <laughs> see that's more of now, so, like yeah that's the thing it's more of a people going ah he's a boring fucker you know yeah, oh he's a dry <laughs> shite look at that dry shite I'm like yeah like that's fine that so there's that there's going to be people trying to force things on you and i think this is not just for summer easter this is just for life you need to be able to to kind of listen to your own inner voice and what you actually want to do i think that starts with getting to know yourself first like actually spend time with yourself what do you care about do you actually like drinking do you like going out and having two points do you like going out and having five do you actually really enjoy getting blackout drunk to the point where you can't remember it if you do that is fine own that and own that decision and fucking act up to that decision if you if you have that decision, then stick to it rather than, you know, I'm really not in the mood to drink this week. And then someone asks you and you're like, I don't know, they call you a dry shite and you just kind of buckle and you're like, oh, fuck it, okay, I'll go. Because if you do that, you're going to end up resenting yourself and resenting that person. And then same thing with food. If you're being forced food you didn't want, you kind of resent that person and you kind of resent yourself. And then that guilt comes back in again as well, where you're like, I shouldn't eat that, didn't really want that. And I think it just being able to say no and just, just knowing yourself and knowing what's actually important to you then can allow you to, to say, okay, yes, I want to do this thing or no, I want to do this thing. And if you're not sure as well, um, and I was only giving a client this advice recently who struggles to say, say no, 
if you're not sure and you don't want to say yes or no straight away and you feel under pressure, just say, let me have a think about it or, you know, I'll wait a few minutes. So if you're this Easter, you're sitting down somewhere and you're offered food or biscuits with your tea and you're not really hungry, you're not sure about it, you, you don't you don't really know or you don't want it and you don't insult them or whatever the case may be, just say, Do you know what, I'll, I'll have, I'll think about it or let me, I'll let you know in, in a few minutes or something, I'm, I'm a bit full. And that that's it. That can be that can be the end of the conversation. So you, you mightn't actually have to say, no, you can fuck off, Mary. I don't want your biscuits. Because... Unless, it's, unless it's like my mother or something, which is like, go on, you have something. You're not after eating that. <laughs> yeah. So how, how, how do you navigate that? Because you did that for, I know, for the bodybuilding show, you did that. And, you know, yeah. you get in the comments, you know, like, like... you're off the skinny, this and that. And how do you deal with that where it doesn't bother you? And, and the second thing is you're able to stick to your gun with this is what I'm deciding to eat. You know, that's not going to affect me. And that, that was hilarious because uh, Aina came down. Aina was coaching me for the men's physique show I did, what, three years ago or something. Yeah. And um, yeah, so we went down to Cork to, to y'all, to my house and um, my home place. And the mother was trying to give us food and everything. And I had all my food in lunch boxes. I had like calories all made out. And I had like chicken rice vegetables some sauce like they they were tasty meals like at everything measured out the whole lot and then she's there ah you'd have to come back down now when you can eat something proper <laughs> i'm like i literally have like i have cod in one box of chicken in another a turkey in another do you know like i had like seriously good food good quality food loads of vegetables loads of greens and she's like come back and you can eat something something proper now so i can cook you something proper I'm like, for God's sake. <laughs> Luckily, Aina was there to take some of the heat off and uh, eat some of the biscuits in the house. <laughs> but like, oh, that was that was tough because then I was obviously I was diving as well. So there were some cravings involved as well. Yeah. So that that's going to be a very different area than most people listen to this. Like, unless you're like with the likes of bodybuilding and we'd say photo shoot prep or something that requires you to get very, very lean, or maybe you're an athlete, that's, you know, you're doing a fight that's coming up and you have to meet a certain weight. You're going to put yourself in a restrictive diet and, and place and lifestyle for a non-sustainable goal. So that's very different from people that are trying to lose weight for life because you don't want to put yourself in an unsustainable period unless it's part of a longer sustainable plan. So for example, it might be a good idea to reduce alcohol for a month to to reduce inflammation and just to bring everything back down to base level, let yourself think properly and give your body a rest, but then know that, okay, after that, I'm going to have alcohol, you know, once a week or whatever it is that you want. So I think that distinction is super important there as well. That's a good but either point, way, actually. Yeah. Either way, I think you need to be able to make a decision yourself. Do I want, you know, do I want the biscuits with the tea? Do I want the dessert after after dinner every single time and i think being being um in tune with your hunger as well is something that really helps so there's a hunger scale i'm sure you're aware of it you know it's between one to ten how hungry are you one being you know in pain hunger like very very hungry or the other way around is it uh ten is full yeah ten, yeah ten would, be, six, ten would be like seven. full to the point where you're feeling sick and one would be hungry to the point where you're feeling sick so you don't want to be either of them you want to be maybe six seven eight or somewhere around that that region maybe five um so it's to try to get as close to that as possible so even being aware of that scale and using that with food 
um, and just having a bit of a journal or maybe just jotting it in your, your phone, like, okay, after dinner, how did I feel on, on a scale of one to 10? I actually have an ebook of that. If anyone wants it, just drop me a message. If you're listening to this and you want that, drop okay. me a message on Instagram, WhatsApp, whatever. Yeah, perfect. And I'll pop it out to you. That's a, a great tool. I think it's a great tool to have because when you know, a lot of people don't know when they're hungry. Like I was in Dublin there two days ago and I was I was just so shocked at the amount of people I saw like in suits and working um, on their lunch breaks. They'd walk to the shop or wherever they'd grab like a sandwich or food. They would be walking like while eating and maybe on the phone as well, literally walking with a roll in their hand, stuffing it in the face. I'm like, your body did it and your mind did not even register that you just had food. Like you're out walking and doing everything else um, and you're definitely not digesting it properly. So that's the thing as well with food. Like you want to you want to try to be in tune with your body. So even giving yourself five or 10 minutes, if you're super busy to sit down, chew your food free of distraction, not while fucking walking if you can. Um, and just actually check in with your hunger. Like, are you that hungry? And then once you've realized that, you know, maybe your, your fullness is on, on, it would say eight out of 10 on the fullness scale. And then someone offers you biscuits and you know, okay, I'm, I'm pretty full here. If I have these biscuits, I might feel a bit sick. So you just say, no, do you know what? I'm actually really full. And I get this a lot as well, being Irish. Like, you know, yeah. you just, you get food. It's it's like a, it's a, a hospitality thing, like being offered yeah. food. But being able to say no and knowing that, yeah, maybe you'll hurt someone's feelings a little bit, but you're going to hurt your own feelings if you say yes to something you didn't want and you're going to end up feeling like shit. And, you know, it might actually take away from your current goals. So uh, that's, that's the advice I'd have around all of that. Sorry, the cat is coming in here. Come on, Hoppy. Hoppy's on the podcast. <laughs> She's scratching at the door. Um, <laughs> sorry to interrupt you there, Rainer. No worries. But um, yeah, like it's just going back to what you said there, I suppose, at the start um, of knowing, knowing yourself and yeah. knowing what your ultimate goal is. And that mightn't be a goal of, I want to go on holidays or I want to be in great shape or whatever it might just be just want to be feel a bit better yeah you might just feel like shit because a lot of people are just working from home now from like eight to four nine to five or whatever and they get like half an hour for break mm. that half an hour what are you going to do oh i'm just gonna scroll, like, scroll. scroll through instagram or something because i haven't been on my phone all day they just want to escape like the the work mm. the work aspect or they'll just come run in and make food and then at five when they're finished a bit tired oh, it's pissing rain outside or just watching Netflix or something <laughs> yeah. And I, I, yeah and I had a day like that yesterday where I literally watched Netflix for four hours and I think like that for me is a long long time for other people that's pretty normal on a day-to-day -day basis or a weekly basis but it's not to demonize that that's fine as well like all of these things you can do like long periods of time scrolling or watching Netflix. moderation yeah in moderation but if you do that every day you're probably not going to feel too good and as you said, if you're doing it as a form to escape, that's fine as well, again, in moderation, but um, it might be worth looking at, like, okay, why you're actually unhappy and trying to address that. And as you said, with getting to know yourself, it's one of the hardest things and scariest things to do, but get a pen and paper and write down what you're thinking. Um, and I know that's, that scares the shit out of a lot of people. A lot of people would rather, would rather be locked away in prison with other people than actually be locked away in the room with a pen and paper because, and nothing else because they're then allowed to actually think and figure out what's going on in their head, the thoughts that they're kind of running from. So that's something that's massive. If you don't know yourself, then I don't know. It's 
it's very hard to know how to navigate life i think and you're always just kind of escaping things and running from one thing to the next instead of actually figuring out right this is who i think i am or this is what i'm about this is what i want to do these are the things i'm good at these are the thoughts i'm having that are you know maybe not productive these are the thoughts i'm having that are productive or this is how i can kind of talk to myself in a bit of a better light all of these things i think journaling is definitely one of the most powerful tools as well that anybody could could have and uh so you you journal yourself yeah i journal myself but i don't i don't put any rules on it like i'll journal whenever i feel like i need to so i did maybe two or three days ago um but i'll often write things into my notes on my phone as well or record voice memos it doesn't have to be pen or paper like it's just putting something out there um but i often give myself this thing that i call quiet time so like i'll go for a walk but if i go for a walk i'm leaving my phone charging or something so that i you know i can't i don't have any distraction i'm definitely not eating a roll while i'm out walking you know i'm out walking taking in nature and i'm just thinking and that's that's something that we've kind of lost as well as actually time to think especially if you're living in a busy family or maybe you're sharing um you know a house with other other um we'd say roommates or whatever housemates like you and then you're working as well you and then you watch tv when you come home there's very little time you're actually able to think to yourself like so that quiet time i would definitely try to pencil that in each day even if it's two minutes and then look at each week could i pencil in half an hour to myself like whether that's go for a walk or go for a drive somewhere get those noise cancelling headphones yeah just no no radio no and tv no no music on it nothing um i know one of the the teachers in india uh just reminded me there uh sudhir he used to go around sometimes with um with headphones in but he wouldn't be listening to anything like like the cord would just be hanging out of his pocket <laughs> he just it's probably a sign as well for other people not to bother him yeah he just didn't want he was like sometimes i i just put in the headphones and nobody talked to me they think i yeah. listen it's like it's a great idea <laughs> yeah that's good but i do find as well like not having the headphones allows you to actually hear like the likes of the birds say or yes the cows in the countryside and um then there's a handy tool that i use there's like the five four three two one method which is what are five things i can see right now you know especially if you're trying to bring stress down or anxiety down and be more present and mindful which can help everybody don't know anybody who hasn't you know gained from being more mindful so what are five things I can see right now and actually check in? Like I can see a bunch of cows over there. I can see a crow here. I can see the pissy beds in, in the field. You know, I can see a tree. I can see stone walls like right now, you know, and then what are four things I can hear? Uh, what are three things I can, is it three things I can touch? Two things I can smell, one thing I can taste. So they're all your senses and you're just checking in and that's going to bring you a lot more presentness or you know mindfulness with what's actually going on around you as well and then allows you to actually think and check in rather than being stuck in work and stuck in the future and that yeah i like i really like that um because we can do that at any time and even yeah even that, work. like you can do you don't have to be like out in the woods or down a country road somewhere quiet to do that you can do that like up in dublin airport when you're waiting oh, yeah. for hours for your flight and then that chaos that's up there or in a city or wherever becomes a chance to, to slow it's down and to, to meditate yeah. and to whatever you want to call it, whatever you, you want to label it. Don't even yeah. label it because the second yeah. you label it, then it's, it's gone. You've given it a, a name. Like if you, if you can hear the wind going off the trees or the rain hitting off the window, you don't, don't say, I can hear the, the rain hitting off the window. 
you just say, you just hear it. You don't even say that's a lovely sound or I don't like that sound. It's just there. It's the noise that you hear. Yeah, and take in like. It's just there, yeah. Yeah, and it's so it's so funny as well. What I find so funny is that like we'll look up meditation music and videos and that, and put in our earphones and we're listening to like rain hitting a roof or the sound of like crunches as you walk through a forest or um, the sound of a waterfall. But all of the all of these things for most people, especially in Ireland anyway, they're they're only down the road. Like there's the waterfall like 20, 30 minutes from me. There's a lake five minutes this way. Like so just go out there and actually go to these things and just listen, like just take it in rather than actually getting it from your phone as well. Um, it is a useful tool, but if you actually just take in the sounds around you, you and what's going on, you will actually pick up on a lot of things that will yeah. act as meditation and mindfulness. And as you said, without the label, you're just listening. You're just seeing, you're just looking, you're just smelling, you're tasting, you're touching, like rather than I'm, I'm meditating now. It's like, no, I'm just looking. I can see a tree. I can see this. And these are things you wouldn't, you genuinely will not see unless you f like actually try to look for these things. Like you could walk past something, um, you know, a hundred times and never notice anything. But the day you walk past it with no phone and you're actually looking around, going, you know, taking everything in, um, you'll you will take things in. Do you know? Yeah, the more you'll become more receptive to it, and you'll become more, um, more in tune with it. Like, and it's just it. The most productive thing sometimes is to do nothing. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> do nothing, you're doing something. Two quarters, is it? Yeah. So I'll just do I'll just do nothing there for the rest of the day. Like, oh, I'm doing great. <laughs> um yeah, I was actually I did absolutely nothing on Sunday. Um I was at um at the Buddhist retreat in Six Mile Bridge. And uh when I say we did nothing, we met sat down in silence for like he said first 45 minutes and I was like oh that's a bit of a long time anyway we're sitting down you get the little aches and pains in your body or whatever and then they go yeah. away and then he's like rings the bell and he's like okay come back do you know and come out of meditation he's like geez that was only like 10 minutes you just kind of like go into your own like zone like and you're just hearing the birds around and whatever we also did a walk in meditation so it sounds a bit funny but we picked our own spot so we we're wherever all over the grounds and we walked 15 paces one direction, turned around 15 paces back. And we did that for like 45 minutes. But it felt like, again, it felt like five, 10 minutes max. Yeah. And like you just, after a while, you start looking around, you're like, oh, look at that. I didn't notice that flower there. Or didn't notice that tree, tree there or bird or whatever. Yeah. And it's just, it's funny, like, because you look up and you can see other people in the distance just walking over and back and you're like, yeah this is like what is this <laughs> what is going on here like <laughs> and it was completely silent as well for the day which was which was funny because sometimes you just want to like so you can see yourself or see other people just want to scream at you being like it's a lovely day isn't it or like uh do you know yeah. hi i'm sean nice to meet you do you know you want to like say, say hello and be social but you're just like you give them the nod you're like oh yeah smile at them but like yeah, it's, I've always wanted to do a silent yeah. retreat actually well there's yeah. one there and it's only it's in six mile bridge so in Clare so it's only an hour an hour from Ballyvaughan so it's what maybe an hour and a half from Galway good job yeah and you're running retreats as well yourself yeah so might as well give it a little plug next retreat is the 15th of May in the Skull Sanctuary in Clarenbridge 
Um, yeah, so we had a very successful one on the 27th of March, a few weeks ago. So we're back again on the 15th of May. Um, we'll be doing yoga, we'll be doing meditation, uh, mindful eating as well. So we'll have that silent lunch, um, which we were blessed by the weather last time so we could eat outside. And oh, yeah. it's funny how people went off into different corners and everything. Um, we also had yin yoga and some sound healing. And then we had our tea and chats after which was nice but um yeah and how, really, how did everyone kind of feel leaving that great like uh the silence they actually they actually loved it um it was it was funny you see people at the start and they're kind of kind of get a bit not nervous but um they kind of they want to talk do you know, yeah. they want to communicate. They want to say, oh, how was that yoga class? Oh, I like that or whatever. But then after a while that you can see just the energy kind of not drops, but changes. Yeah. They just kind of go a bit a small, bit more inward, um, which was nice. It's really cool to see that. And they start noticing more things because we had a chat afterwards. They started noticing the trees and noticing um, the flowers and noticing their own clothes and just little things. Mm. and uh one lady summed, summed it up lovely she said that like when she goes back back to work on monday and she's you know has all our different family and home stresses and life and whatever that like the trees will still be there you know the wind will still be blowing the birds will still be be building their nest yeah like like that all happens while we get so stuck in our own lives but everything else is happening around us as well mm. And I just thought it was a lovely, lovely way to put it. Yeah, definitely. Um, I think on that note, we're going to go to our last segment. That's all right. I have um, a few questions. Right. So just quick fire questions for you. OK. Yeah, I'm not good at these. But go on. <laughs> they're easy. Anyway, they're, they're simple ones. OK. No, there's no um, there's no quote unquote bad ones. like. But uh, OK. Cats or dogs? Oh, dogs i'm allergic to cats i used to hate cats but i like them but i'm allergic my girlfriend is three so dogs <laughs> uh run or walk uh walking because it's so underrated but i love running but walking um legs or upper body uh upper body upper oh uh carbs or protein carbs for sure oh Books or podcast? I think podcasts and listening to books. Just yeah, I take it in the audio books. <laughs> Ireland or Spain? Spain for Spain for like the earlier parts of the year. Ireland for the summer. Ireland, Ireland for different things. Ireland for settling down, having a family. Spain for you know, the sun, not sun. doing that. <laughs> Just the sun and relaxing and living in slow motion. Uh, squat or leg press? Leg press. Oh, nice. That's all I had. <laughs> Fair enough. Nice one. Uh, thanks a million for coming on, Aina. Always a pleasure. Likewise. Uh, thanks for so having me. Go on, tell people where they can find you and all that good stuff. Yeah, so you can find me, Aina McNamara or Aina McNamara Fitness. I have my own podcast. I have. I'm on Instagram. I have TikTok as well now, like the cool kids. Um, Facebook as well, Aina McNamara Fitness. I know a lot of people probably be on Facebook, and I have my website as well now, AinaMcNamara.com. So 
that will link to everything as well. If you just want to look up the website, you'll see links to my podcast and my Instagram and some results and stuff like that and a bit about what I do. So that's where you can find me. Awesome. I'm going to link them below in the show notes as well. Yeah. And as always, if you enjoyed the podcast and you want to support the podcast, myself and Aina, you can follow the link to um, buy us a coffee and um, no points. You can buy us a coffee and, um, and if, help support if, us. In the if podcast. you do, I'll, I'll do one better. If you do buy us a, a coffee, myself and Sean will actually meet for a coffee and use that money for a coffee. Oh, yeah. We actually good. are buying us a coffee. That's good. Uh, we, we'll take a picture and say thanks and tag your name and say, you bought us this coffee. That's a good one. I like that. I like that. Okay, Anna. Adios, amigo. Adios.